0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. It might be dated. So a question about, um, you know, if you're, if you're involved or doing one of the chores like making a bed and uh, you're interrupted and so talking to somebody while you're doing that, uh, um, you know, how, how how to work with that. And so, um, um, you know, to not... This is an important piece with mindfulness in daily life that we don't have the idea that being mindful while doing an activity means anything in particular. So we might think that being mindful while making the bed means being mindful of the touching, the moving, the, the, you know, the, the body as you're going through it. But then as somebody starts talking to you, the mindfulness will naturally shift to hearing and speaking. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's appropriate in that moment. And so seeing if you can just uh, stay connected to the intention to be mindful during that time while you're making the bed, whatever is happening... It requires a little bit more relaxation of mind, more receptivity. uh, So this is, again, this is kind of about directing the mindfulness versus receiving. So if we have the idea that being mindful while making the bed means being mindful of the body moving, then as somebody comes to speak to us, it interrupts that directing of the attention and we might get confused mm-hmm. about that and try to split the mindfulness mm-hmm. and instead it just can be, it's almost more like just expand maybe the attention gets more directed to the to the speaking but it, there's also this one of the things one of my teachers Saido Otegenia speaks about is something he calls 50-50 mindfulness um, 50% of the attention on what you're doing and 50% of the attention on how you are and so that might be, you know, that and, and in this case, it might be you know, some percent of the attention on the movement and making the bed, some percent of the attention on the hearing, and some percent of the attention on how you are with it. But it doesn't have to feel like it's time-slicing. Right. It's just more, you know, relax and let the awareness get bigger and see if you can just receive. Uh, so this is where we begin to explore the possibility of mindfulness beginning to infiltrate just what's already going on So it 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 can be a challenge, but just explore that possibility Mm -hmm. that you can be aware of multiple things at a time. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, record this one too. I I forgot to mention this yesterday, especially for um, the chores. Um, um, You're only doing it a couple times a day; uh, can be easy to forget. So it 's not cheating to put a big sign somewhere <laughs> to say, Be mindful <laughs> you know in, in your on your bathroom mirror or you know maybe change the the color of your pillowcase on your bed so that it like you, you notice something 's different and that it startles you into mindfulness, so something different that that might help you to be mindful some one person was talking about using the the um, flushing of toilet to be, to be a, a mindfulness bell. And I said, put a big puffball on that, you know, on the handle, you know, <laughs> just something to help you remember. Um, so so it's, it's not cheating to, to use things like that to help you remember. And, um, you know, with walking, you know, maybe put a note in your shoes or, you know, something that just might help you to, to remember to do that. So the question about um, uh, the difference or recognizing, in, in this description, uh, taking a walk and in shifting between the four areas, seeing, hearing, moving, touching, that when it, with each area it became, so moving to seeing, it became needing to direct the attention to look at things. And, and then the question is, you know, what... What is mindfulness? Is it is it about directing the, that attention, or is it about the receiving? So, what I'd like to describe here is kind of a distinction between two functions of mind: um, attention and mindfulness. And often, I'd say these two uh, are confused or conflated. They're distinct. They're distinct functions of mind and often the way we train mindfulness is through the use of attention and so they become they be, they're easy to confuse so attention is the factor of mind that uh, picks out what we notice uh, and we can do this consciously like you know we can like right now choose to look at things or direct the attention to like experience of hand, experience of foot. So there's a way that the attention is amenable to conscious control. You know, we can choose what to pay attention to. And that's the factor that, we, that often we use that to cultivate mindfulness. The conscious directing of attention to experience. By engaging in that consciously we're also bringing along the factor of mindfulness. The awareness of what's happening while it's happening, but attention itself is um, while it's amenable to conscious control. It also functions without conscious control, and so we can see this uh, like when we're driving and lost in thought. You know, our attention is actually paying attention to the road and noticing the cars and noticing you know the space and where we need to go, and yet we're not consciously directing that attention. It's happening because our system is choosing that. And so there is a function of, of attention. And attention is one of those functions of mind that is said to be happening in every single moment of experience. So whether we are controlling it or not, it's kind of like the breath in that way. I like this analogy that you know the breath happens whether we are aware of it or not, but we can consciously choose to control the breath. We can say, okay, I'm going to breathe in. I'm going to breathe out. But if we don't choose to do that, it does itself. That's kind of the way attention functions. We can choose to engage consciously. If we don't, other forces, uh, habits, patterns, conditioning, are choosing what we pay attention to. So we can see that attention can be present with or without mindfulness. So we recognize they're different. So attention and mindfulness are different. And so what is mindfulness mindfulness it's actually you know the more I teach, the more mysterious mindfulness becomes <laughs> I mean you 'd think that twenty years, twenty plus years into this that I would know what mindfulness is, but um, you know a, a rough definition might be something along the lines of being present, but then what's being present or being aware what 's happening while it's happening um, and so it it uh, it's um, it's almost more of a state, or uh, um, like the the Buddha talks about in the fourth foundation, the Satipatthana Sutta. A translation for Satipatthana that I particularly like is establishment of mindfulness. So we're establishing mindfulness. Um, we use attention to kind of bring along that function of mind that recognizes what's happening while it's happening. Another, maybe, useful analogy is something like a mirror. Um, a mirror just reflects what's happening. You know, it's like things walk in front of the mirror, it doesn't have to try to reflect them, it just does that. That's its job to reflect. Uh, it doesn't have to reach out and pick what to reflect. It just reflects. And as mindfulness gets established, that's more the function it serves. It just has the capacity to reflect what's going on in the present moment. And some of that may include the choice of what to pay attention to. You know, so the attention may choose to focus on the breath. But then you know, what mindfulness does is know that experience just while it's happening in the present moment. In many ways, um, like with the breath, for instance, an in-breath, we can, we can uh, know we're breathing in while we're breathing in. But if we're trying to kind of be in there and say, oh, how, you know, what is, what is all the... I'm looking for sensations that are associated with that in-breath. We'll probably miss what's there. We may miss, miss what's there because there's a lot of things happening that we don't know how to look for. And so this um, the, the mindfulness is more, um, is more a, a reflection or the, the capacity to reflect what's happening in the present moment. So it's a little more of the receptive side in, it at least i it seems to me that it's more receptive and yet it it can be used with this directing to um you know, like we we choose to to attend to the breath and then receive what the experience of the breath is. It's kind of like tuning a radio, so that's another another analogy that I use sometimes so you know a radio is a receiver and um we can, uh, you know, if, if it's not tuned, it just gets static because it's receiving all of the channels. And yet, you know, so in this case, um, uh, fortunately our mindfulness doesn't just get static when we go broad, but it actually has the capacity to be pretty clear about all the different stuff. It might be like, you know, hearing all the different sounds coming through the many channels. Um, But we can also choose to tune that radio to a particular station. So when we tune a radio down to a particular station, it's not as if that radio is going out and grabbing that channel. It's just receiving a narrower frequency. But it just receives whatever comes in there. And that's kind of what we do with, with attention. We direct the attention to a particular area, maybe to seeing and then explore what happens in that realm. What is received in seeing? Now, the, the attention, you might be using the attention to say, oh, let me look at that tree, and let me look at that flower. Um, and that's also part of attention, our minds doing that. Uh, but that's more attention than mindfulness, that choosing what to pay attention to. So... You know, exploring that, that's what your mind tends to do with, with, um, with seeing. And it's what a lot of our minds tend to do. This, this notion of being in control of what we're experiencing has very deep human roots. <laughs> you know, we don't particularly like to not be in control of what we're experiencing. And so this practice of letting go, even in the tuning towards seeing to let go of deciding what to pay attention to, you may find it very challenging. And so just noticing, oh, the mind wants to pick. You know, so there's a kind of a searching going on. Um, And you may at times in that, you know, so I like to encourage the... um, In shift to seeing, for instance, see if you can receive, but don't try to hold to that. Because the mind will want to look. And so just begin to recognize when looking is happening and when it shifts more to uh, seeing. And you don't have to, to, to control that. And so just that's beginning to notice the factor of attention at work. That, oh, seeing. Oh. I mean, looking. Seeing. Looking. Seeing. And we don't have to preference either one of them as being better than the other. Um, it's just, it's just that at this point it seems like your, your mind is more practiced at the looking than it is at the seeing. And so it may take some time before, before that happens. So it is mindfulness either way. Uh, so if there's an idea that if you're not looking at something, it means you're not mindful, see if you can let go of that idea.